Welcome to the Superpower Success Podcast. It's time to shift your paradigm, gain some inspiration, and get moving towards that next level of success. So interesting question for us today that that hopefully drew you into this podcast. What's your Everest? We're going to talk about that. I'm going to give you a little more information here. But today I have Suzanne Nance, who's an international bestselling author. She wrote the book Lead from the Top and additional books to come. So make sure and follow her. But she's also a coach, a consultant, and she's also an explorer, which was where the Everest piece comes in. So you're going to get to learn a little more about why we're talking about that. Suzanne, thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure. Uh, the more I've gotten to know you, the more intriguing you are. And it's not just about um, your Everest story, but just your, your journey overall. And so I'd love to start there, right? Share with us whatever you want to share about kind of how you've gotten to this point in success and in your career. So um, I, my, my, my past <laughs> is a bit diverse, right? And um, I have a picture of the road that goes into Denali National Park. It's just a dirt road. And on the back, it has the Robert Frost poem, The Road Less Traveled. You know, two roads diverge in a wood. And I, I took the one less traveled by. And that has made all the difference. And, and I really feel that that's who I am at the core. I continue to find an interesting passion about the next thing. It's not, and they, they, they pile on top of each other. So I, I didn't start in astrophysics and end in painting, <laughs> right? <laughs> but but they, they have, I have kind of had that different hat on in many parts of my career that have led me to the next. And, and my journey is still, it's been interesting, fascinating, exciting. And it's where I am at this moment, but it's not over. Where has that journey led you? Tell, give us a little bit of insight into kind of what you've done in your career. You know, I started a long time ago in a faraway world. I wanted to go into Arctic marine science. You know, who doesn't? Okay, not everybody. <laughs> so I, I traveled off to Fairbanks, Alaska, you know, and it kind of set the mark for adventure and exploration, et cetera, et cetera. And well, after I did that for several years, I, I had to get a real job. So I went into cancer research, you know, and, and so I have all this science background, biochemistry and, and immunology and all that kind of great real evidence-based things. Um, you know, worked years in research in many aspects. And then, you know, as we do, we, we, get married, we have families, kind of had to put my career on hold as I raised my kids for a while, always have done something part-time, whether it's been research or teaching. And then I got injured. Um, I cut, you know, those Cutco knives are amazing. I highly recommend them, but they're I have, that's good. all I have. Be <laughs> very careful. <laughs> and I happened to cut um, a, a ligament in my finger, a tendon requiring uh, reconstructive surgery. So the job I had at the time, I was training individuals 
I was one of those crazy triathletes on top of other things that I was doing. And people would come to me and ask me if I would train them. And I'm like, no, you're too lazy. You are not going to show up at five o'clock in the morning, you know, but ching, ching money, entrepreneuring, you know, I, I can, I'll make you pay ahead. And if you don't show up, great. If not, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but I could do nothing. I cut my hand and, you know, they make you put it back in this type of uh, apparatus. And so um, I had heard something on a podcast about the snows of Kilimanjaro disappearing. And I decided kind of drug induced to be the truth, but I was going to go off to Kilimanjaro. And so after, and literally like, it's just Tuesday afternoon and you're like, oh, no, 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 no. And no, I no. feel like I'm going to go to, <laughs> No, I was, I was on a field trip with my kids to some, you know, remote space where I, at, with my finger like this two days into it. And I had to go cause I was the only parent and uh, a female parent. And I at this, they were junior high. So the female parent had to keep the female girls in the lodge tent while the, you know, male counterparts kept the males. In the, and um, I was traveling on the school bus to this location. I'm reading this, my favorite magazine, um, National Geographic's Travelers uh, magazine. And it had this article. And so again, I am on drugs, I'm like declaring to everyone, I am going to Everest. I mean, to Kilimanjaro, sorry. <laughs> and that's how it started. So I went there and got started and I ended up doing all seven summits, tallest mountain on each of the continents. And I skied to the North and South Pole. And then on top of Everest, I said, huh, what do you do next? Right, as, as, as I, I ask clients, you know, a lot of times they reach their pinnacle. And that's when I said, you know, I want to help other individuals get to their Everest proverbial. And so right. I went back into the coaching world and have been in corporate America doing that since. I love how humble you are that you're like, I climbed this world's seven highest peaks. I skied here. It, like you're talking about what you're making for dinner, <laughs> which is the way I'd be like, like, here's what I'm thinking about for dinner. So you, you glossed over that pretty quickly, oh. but but that is, I mean, for people listening, like most of us have never, we don't even know how big of a deal that is. We just know it's a big deal. Um, and so I want to talk quickly before we jump into this whole Everest and what you learned, because this is just like full of leadership lessons, right? Mm -hmm. Each one of these journeys is what do you think is one of your superpowers that helped you make that decision, get through that and get to where you are today? Yeah. So, you know, I think that my superpower really, I, I, I think it's about the ability ability to change. So I feel that so many people, we, we all are Change is one of the, I, I'm coach, I'm a consultant. I know what this is like. Changes are the one of the most difficult things people want to do, especially consciously. Right. But you know, here's a secret. We are changing every single day, hour, right? And we, we seem okay with it, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, I, I think that if you ask me about, you know, what my superpower, it's, it's having that ability to look ahead and go, yeah, there's going to have to be some change. I'm going to have to do things differently, but I can embrace it because I, I, especially after climbing these mountains, I know there's going to be something next. Right. I know I'm going to get to the top. So I've had a lot of experience of, I don't know where I'm sleeping tomorrow. I don't know what the weather's going to be like. I don't know what but it all sets you up mentally for accepting what's coming next. And that next is usually change. Right. 
And it reminds me of a quote that I say a lot is just like that the easy things come easy because you've done hard things to make them easy. Yes. Right. Like they, you have to go through stuff for it to feel easier, right? Like a muscle and you have to build up that resistance, which is change before you can have the confidence that, okay, I don't know the weather, but we'll figure it out. We did last time, right? Like you have to go through those things. And I think as humans, a lot is we resist that, right? The fear wins versus the ability to just say, I've, I've done hard things before. What's telling me I can't do this hard thing now. Right. Right. Yeah. It's not that I embrace each new experience, but I don't shy away from the new challenge. You don't let fear control you. That's, that's what I hear when you say you're, you, you're adaptable to change is, is you just, it doesn't mean the change isn't just as hard for you as it would be for me or someone else. It's just, you don't let the fear make your decision, which a lot of us do. Yeah. Well, again, you know, that word fear, it's fear, bravery, courage, Mm -hmm. a lot of those things I don't associate with very well. I think others place those on you. So looking at at an unknown situation, do I really fear it or is it just like, ah, drudgery, I don't know what's next, right? And it's not fear sometimes until you come and step away from it going, oh my God, I could have died. I should have been afraid. Right. (laughs) (laughs) but there are just to be honest, there are some of us, some of us pointing at myself who I fear. I worry before the thing even happens. My husband's like, how are you, how are you worrying about this right now? Like we aren't even close to this thing happening. I am a natural worrier. So that's where, I mean, right. We're all just wired differently. I would be like, oh my gosh, what if there's an avalanche? Like I, right. I'd be worrying myself into fear. It would be literally bringing it on, which is something I'm working on. That's a whole nother podcast in, in a coaching <laughs> moment. Um, but so when I'll you be back, really, I'll help you with the coaching. Program. Right. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, <laughs> when we talk about this, what's your Everest, right? This is a, a speaking topic that you travel the, the world and talk about, right? In your book, you talk about this is what's your Everest. And tell us right, how some of those lessons that you learned on Everest or Kilimanjaro and how did that really frame how you now coach and and what you see or how you help others through this? Um, Well, everybody has some sort of Everest in, you know, proverbial, let's call it. It's a goal. It's a, but, but you know that most people, 20% of individuals who do make goals, 70% don't make them. And so, you know, looking at what I set out to do, how I set my strategies and my mile posts for success, right? It didn't mean I had to sum at the top. I mean, it did inevitably if mm-hmm. I was going to hold a world's record. That's not what I set out to do. My mindset was to set out to, oh, I think I'll climb the next mountain, right? And this is the progression, right? And it happened to be that I finished it all. But, you know, um, sometimes we need to guide someone along. This is kind of what I do in my work to help them realize that any, anybody can reach those, what they seem are goals or, or terrible pinnacles, right? And so um, milepost, strategy, plan, preparation, 
you, you don't show up to a mountain if you haven't been in condition, right? A mountain is going to do what a mountain is going to do. And you have to respect that. Right. Rather bad, um, team bad, uh, avalanche happens, a COVID happens. Okay. These are a lot of things we have to take into consideration and maybe adjust our thinking, but it doesn't mean that we still can't make that pinnacle. There just has to be a re-strategy and a replan, and now a new preparation. And I love that word preparation, right? In, in my book that, that's coming out, I talk about the the personal luck formula, right? People always say, that person's so lucky, or you're lucky. And I reframe that to say luck to me is just being prepared for the opportunity that presents itself. And then well, there's the mindset in there. I mean, your mindset's got to be right. But I think a lot of us have opportunities that are presented that we don't even notice because we aren't prepared, whether mentally, physically, we don't even pay attention to the door that just opened over here because we're so focused on our plan. And so I like that idea of, I mean, that's what would keep me from like, I don't know, the first thing I'm like, how the heck would I prepare physically, right? For something like that. But we don't always think about that around the other Everest in our lives, right? That career, that next career move you want. Are we sitting and waiting for the position to open or someone to tap us on the shoulder? Or are we preparing for when the opportunity presents itself? And, and taking this actual step, not just preparing, taking that actual step, you know, how are you interviewing today? What questions are you asking the um, the, the hiring manager or, or the interviewer? You know, what, what are you doing to get your foot in that door and say, I am that great candidate or I'm not that great candidate. I don't want to work for you, right? It's a two-way street nowadays. Right. And it's the same thing when I coach specifically women, but I mean, I think men are, are similar that want to become entrepreneurs, right? They're still in a corporate role. And you probably see this as well as it's like one foot in one foot out, and it'll be years of them standing in that place. Mm -hmm. And at some point it's like, what are you doing to make a decision one way or the other? Because that is a miserable place to be, mm -hmm. right? To be half in kind of on both. Why do you think, why do you think some people struggle with their Everest, whatever the mountain is that they need to climb? Why do you think some people are better at it? Meaning they step towards it and some don't. I mean, you coach so many people, you have to see a difference. What makes that difference on, on the people maybe that are more successful at climbing those, those mountains? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, I would really say that, um, <laughs> you know, back, back maybe to my superpower, um, it doesn't have change doesn't have to be a scary thing. And, and I coach very much because I, I realize that you, know, you have to change, you have to have a different mindset, you have to be able to see yourself project yourself on that top, right? Even if you don't know what the top looks like, not one mountain had I been on before so that I knew what the actual top looked like. But somehow in your head, you're imagining, Ah, I'm there, right? I'm on the top. And so same kind of thing with moving forward. But family gets in the way. Um, you know, uh, um, imposter syndrome. I see this a lot in women. Imposter syndrome get, gets in the way. I'm not good enough. To, I'm not, I'm not smart enough. I'm not. And you're like, are, what? Wait, wait, hold on here. Right. 
And so part of the coaching for me actually looks at, okay, how can we change that mindset? What, what kind of cognitive behavioral therapy can you be saying to yourself every night before you get, go to bed to visualize that I am that person, I am moving forward, I am going to have my own business. Because a lot of that self-doubt is what's stalling people out. Again, remember, of 20%, 70 don't. Right. right? Don't. Can you keep using this word mindset, which we've talked about a lot here, and most people are probably nodding their heads listening like, yeah, I know. If you have to think about actually climbing Everest, for the people that do it, like you, how much is mindset? How much is physical ability? I know you have to train, but like if you had to give it a percentage when you're in the actual climb. Uh, after a certain altitude, it's <laughs> 100% mindset. Right. 100% mindset because you are physically prepared. And if you're not, you don't get to a certain level and you're not going any higher, right? right. But after that, because you have a, a lack of oxygen, you have extreme conditions, you, you're, you're, you're dying, basically, there's a certain death zone, and then you still have to go on, right? It is not anything anymore to do with physical unless you're having heart palpations or, you know, some right. sort of bleeding in the brain. It is all mindset. And that's so true for anything that yes. we're doing is that it's, it's physical. It's maybe skill. It's, I don't have enough knowledge to get to that point. And then at some point you have enough knowledge, yes. you have what you need. It's this, you get in your own way. Yes. I, I so agree with you. That's, it's just a good reminder. I had this aha, like, oh my gosh, like that's right. It's, it's, it, you can only get so far without the mental game. I got this. I can do this. I don't want to be out here, but I'm here. Keep going. <laughs> you know, it's, it's all of that. So tell us a little bit about the leading lead from the top, right? The, the, your book and what's the message? Like somebody that wants to hear that and read it, like what, what are the lessons and the messages you really wanted to get across in that book? Well, there's lots of things. I, I kind of paralleled it with um, what I had done coaching, you know, so it's really leadership, teen dynamics. Um, you know, um, it, it's a good read for any leader, somebody who wants to become a senior VP, CEO, manager, partner, or, or, or whatever, because they reach the top, right? They're at that level and they go, well, what now, right? But, you know, you're, you experience the good, kind of the bad and the ugly of all this stuff. And, and you really need to step into the fact that you need to lead still. You know, you, you need to make sure that you're leading by a servant leader. You've got emotional intelligence. You're communicating with those around you. Um, the possibility strategies, uh, thinking about your, out, your outcomes, your direct outcomes, and, and the accomplishments that you want you and your team and your company to have. Um, and then ask yourself, what are the steps that I need to continue in, in, in these new climbing boots I've just put on, right? right? If you're leading from the top, what, what does this new path that I'm doing look like? Right. And as I said, responsibility for leadership, um, the knowledge that you have received from your path, right? Because you got here a certain way and how you can share that 
So oftentimes we get up into this upper echelon and we're not communicating to others about, hey, you know, motivation or encouragement or thank yous, right? And yet you need all of these to get to the top and then you need to lead from there. Well, it's just, I'm smiling because it's Friday while we're recording this. And um, I've had this conversation, I think three times this week with leaders. And I just connected some dots as you're talking is that, you know, when you get to the top, it just means you've done the physical part, right? Same thing is, is the skill set and the knowledge and the physical part of the climbing Everest. But a lot of leaders get there and think they can mail it in. They can coast, right? Like I've done it. So I've achieved it. So I'm the smart one, right? I'm, I'm good. And, and not that they even intend to do it, but it's like they stop realizing they need to grow the mental side and to continue to just because you're at the top doesn't mean you're done figuring out how to lead. No, it just begins. Right. Right. It just begins. You better be there and be that servant leader and, and really understand what leading from the top means. Right. And it's, there, there's a lot of humility that you need to find in that to be able to say, I've been this successful, but I have a lot to learn. I love that. And it's, it's hard for male and female leaders. And, and I don't think our corporate, the corporate America, you know, structure and approach necessarily breeds that in people. It, it breeds like you better fake it and let everybody know that you already have it all figured out. And what we have seen over the last year of leaders who thought they had to have it all figured out is they are burnt the hell out right now because nobody had it figured out, but, but they lived in an environment where they felt, whether it was true or not, they felt the pressure that they had to have the final answer for everything we've dealt with over the last year for our employees and our businesses and our return to the office plans and our, and it's like time out. Like nobody, I just had this conversation yesterday. Nobody knows the final answer to everything that's happening right now. No. I don't care how smart they are. No. And we have to give ourselves grace as leaders to just say, what's the right next answer? Right. One right. step in front of the other. It's how you climb the mountain, right? You right. don't, you, it's one foot in front of the other. Right. You don't get up today and said, oh, I think I'll summit today when it's two weeks away. It doesn't happen that way. <laughs> right. Right. And there's, there's going to be obstacles. There's going to be detours that you haven't failed right? You're not broken because something hasn't happened the way you planned on it happening. And so I think it's just, I'm, I'm kind of hitting on hit, trying to hit this home because all the leaders listening, like, I need you to take a breath. I need you to give yourself some grace yeah. right now. Right. But I also need you to be humble and realize you still have, there's a summit that you need to get to. You're not there yet. Yeah. I love that. You have great insight, great insight. Well, speaking of insight for the leaders that are listening, right? And someone's going, this is how I'm feeling right now, right? Or I don't know my next Everest. Why do I not know my next Everest, right? What, what guidance would you give them? Where do they start? A little free coaching here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, um, it is a different landscape than it was pre-COVID, you know, we're hiring like crazy. Are you hiring the right people? When are we bringing people back? When will we be, you know, I was in the, um, 
travel industry, so to speak, it was airplane, right? And so, wow, that that's going to take a while yet to get up and running and all that kind of stuff. So, we the landscape looks very different. But I, I think I I love what you said is not only giving yourself grace, but giving yourself acceptance, acceptance for where you are right now, and then projecting where you think you'll be maybe just in three months, six months, be small, small milestones, right? I, you know, I, I love the Japanese mentality, 50 years, we will plan for, okay, but the, who saw COVID coming? We can't plan for this next year, right? right? right. So, you know, giving yourself acceptance to move forward. And what does that look like? Again, much like you said, humility, communication, you know, what does that look like for you as a leader on a day-to-day basis for the next week, two weeks? How can you be more relatable? How can you have those more intimate meetings? And I, I mean intimate by the fact that you're being candid and real and open and honest, right? Mm-hmm. How can you have those with your you know, next levels so that they can disseminate the information or your team, which is everybody, depending on the size of your company and inform them that it is going to be okay. And we are moving forward. We just don't know exactly what the top of that mountain looks like. Right. We're trying to see through the fog and the fog's the fog. <laughs> right? So just take another step. And I love that you, you said something and I'm just, you've already got this figured out because you wrote a book on it, but I just keep these parallels between the climbing the mountain is the landscape looks different. Yeah. Right. And that happens all the time when you're climbing mountains is you're like, Ooh, weather's moving in, right. Landscape, everything's going to look different. We've got to adjust our plan. Yeah. Right. We don't do that as well in real life. No. The office looks the same every day. I have my same cup of coffee every single day that, you know, I go down to the meeting room every single day. Okay. Today we're now on zoom, but my zoom office kind of looks this, you know, yes, but no, what change that around every day and see how you can maneuver and act, you know, go, go have your meetings in somebody else's office. Yeah. I, I'm teasing, but yes, get comfortable with change, get comfortable mm. with uncertainty. It will prepare you for better for the next uncertain times. Right. And we're not going to eliminate uncertain times from our lives. That's not the point of life. It's going to happen again, not COVID, but something will happen again. And, you know, leaders should really be adjusting and leading the change, not fighting fires about the change. Right. So we shouldn't be like, oh, my gosh, something happened. Let's let's put out that fire. It's like, okay, embracing it is changing. I'm here. I've I've got this. I don't know what's going to happen next, but I am I'm in charge to get to us to the next port safely. Right. And I've got a clear head about it. Right. I've got the game at play. So it's funny how these podcast recordings work. It's almost like I needed this. Just how the timing, like I just, I need a little Suzanne in my life uh, today. So I appreciate your wisdom. I appreciate your friendship. Um, and, and just how can people who are like, this is intriguing. I need to learn more. can find out about you, the book, your coaching, how you can help them. What's the best way for them to connect? Oh, so, um, you know, it's pretty simple. Uh, www.leadfromthetop.com. So super simple, Suzanne, S-U-Z-A-N-N-E, 
at leadfromthetop.com. LinkedIn, same thing, Suzanne, Nance, Facebook, book is on Amazon, you know, lead from the top, only one out there. Um, so uh, anybody can reach out to me, uh, you know, just contact me. We can have a, a chat, see where you are. If you enjoyed it, if you like this, you and I are going to chat again because we're friends. Right. <laughs> right. And I love that because sometimes, right, you don't know, like, what do I need? to help myself. And it just even having that conversation with a coach or with somebody who works with people like this, it's just, you can get clearer on what you think you need next. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And, and it, it's just a friendly conversation. If you want to do business, we can do business. If not, we just have a nice friendly chat. I love that. And she is true to that. Trust me. I have, uh, I I've used her for that probably to more than I should. <laughs> Help me do this. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for taking the time to share your wisdom and to just share this message. I think it's something we all needed to, to hear again. Doesn't mean it's the first time. It's just something we needed to hear again right now. Yeah. Yes. You do a great and fantastic job. You're an amazing coach and you do amazing work. Uh, I know you've shared many of these things before, but yes, you know, repetitive, repetitive, repetitive. Right, right. It's just connecting different dots and it hits you on the right day, which is the whole purpose of this podcast, right? I say it every time. If you're going to shut the podcast off right now, I get it. But it's this podcast purpose is to shift your perspective just a little bit, right? These aren't meant to be huge transformations and don't get overwhelmed. It's just a little bit of a perspective shift a different decision today, right? A little bit different mental approach to what you're doing. And it's those small shifts, those small steps that really make the big difference. And so to the community that continues to engage, the feedback we get is so impactful from the leaders that we have on here. And I'm just grateful to have all of you in this community. Thanks everyone. Thanks so much for listening. If you like this episode, please click that little subscribe button so you get the latest episodes when we release them. And we would so appreciate a rating and a review. We'd love to hear from you on how these podcast topics are having an impact for you. And if you haven't subscribed to our newsletter, make sure and go to our website, keystonegroupintl.com to sign up.